Hello and welcome to the Growing Green Podcast. Your host, Jeremiah Jennings, is the owner of Growing Green Landscapes in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a passion for growing the entrepreneurship community for those who are young in business. Being a business owner isn't easy, especially in the early years, and that's why in this show we dive into a wide range of topics covering all the challenges small business owners deal with. Even if your company is generating a million dollars or more, the stories from our great guest and Jeremiah's own firsthand experiences will propel your business forward. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. Uh, let's hop into it. Uh, what, we, what, do we, what I want to get into today is we had James on a while ago on the podcast. So if you've in here in the live, we have a podcast called the Green Green Podcast. Um, that this this episode, this live will be published on the podcast, and uh, so you can go listen to it there if you have to leave or hop out during the during the recording. But we had James on. I don't know when was that? Two months ago? Three months ago? Four months ago? Probably. Uh, uh, maybe was, October. Yeah, October somewhere in there. And we got to talking about Christmas lights. And so we had a mutual connection through Andrew Martinez uh, with Southern Sons uh, out in Texas, Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast. And so we got to talk about Christmas lights. And I was like, well, Christmas light business is cool, but you have a whole other business that we didn't even get into. And so we navigated through Christmas lights. We're not going to get into that day. That's that's over and done for the year. We'll get into some more of that maybe in the in the fall of next year. I did my debrief, everything on there a couple episodes ago. Uh, but today I want to get into what your other business is. So, so walk us through who James Reed is, if nobody knows about you or hasn't heard of you, and then what Affordable Patio is. All right, perfect. Uh, again, appreciate being on here again. It's so awesome how Instagram brought us together and we yeah. almost talk every day, even yeah. if it's just like yeah. a quick thing back and forth. And it's pretty cool. Even when I met you at the trade show, I yeah. was like, I feel like I've known you forever. Yeah, literally. And it's the first, we're, we're just a pen pal. Yeah. And we actually yeah. never yeah. Met, met in person. So uh, overall, our Christmas, we do Christmas lights, which is like a month long. Yep. Our main business is patio installation. So we aren't really a hardscape. We don't do plants. We don't do anything besides patios. So basically just flat work. So no softscapes. No softscapes, no plants, no sprinklers, no sod, no topsoil, no anything that could die. We're not doing. Wow. Okay. So we just mainly focus on just installing patios, mainly trying to get as much flat work as possible, which is patios that are flat, obviously trying to do some stoops and other things, but mainly as much flat work as possible. So this means no retaining walls. We do do them, okay, but it's not like our niche that we're going after. Yeah, it's not your target audience. <laughs> it's not our target target audience, and that's one thing that we really, really strive for is trying to go at our target. Yeah, and be able to reach the people that we want to do the work for, and actually focus on our niche. Yeah. Well, th- so there's the debrief of affordable patio. We're going to dive into that as we continue here today. But tell us a little bit about uh, how the how the company got started, your your story along the way, how you got started in business. Because uh, we've had a few conversations here and there, and, and you've had quite the journey. So tell everybody else about what what all that was. So basically, I was a landscape, just like you, doing lawn maintenance, planting, trimming, anything in that aspect. And I could just never make ends meet. I always felt like I just never had any money. And every time, every week, I was like, oh, man, fuck. Like, there's no money left for me. I pay yeah. the guys. So I always had, like, a natural art, uh, natural skill of, like, doing designs. And one of my first employees was, hey, I know how to do masonry. I know how to do patios, which I don't know if you've had employees. They say they know how to do everything. When the time comes, they actually don't know how to do it. Yeah. So... 
he wasn't good at landscaping, horrible landscaper. He was my first employee. And he's like, oh, let's do a brick patio. I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, man, he doesn't know anything about landscaping. I doubt he knows anything about patios. Yeah. So I would say it's about year three or so. He, we got our first patio and he actually knew what he was doing. And I enjoyed it because the people gave me money before I started. Yeah. And they gave me when I finished with the landscaping by us, I would have to wait six weeks to make, to get a payment of a hundred dollars. So to me, I was just like, man, this is so much better. And we started doing patios, pool patios, just like everybody saying, oh man, look at this job. It's 50 grand. Like, look how awesome it is. I'm making so much money. Then I did that for about three or four years and I still had no money. Then I figured out that, hey, I'm not making a lot of profit on these big jobs because it would take longer than I expected, more material than I needed. I have to be over their shoulder because like this didn't look good. That didn't look good. So around maybe five or seven years ago, I made affordablepatio.com, which is just focusing on smaller patios, middle class, 20 by 20s, 20 by 30s, fire pit, sitting wall, something like small and not so intricate. So I don't have to be there and it could scale quicker Mm -hmm. and we could do more jobs because I was a landscaper. I was very familiar of doing multiple jobs at a time. So a lot of guys in our industry is like, I don't know how you do three jobs in a week per crew. I'm like, well, I come from a landscaping background. So it was pretty easy for me to do that because I used to do that all the time. Five cleanups a day, 40 lawns cut. We used to cut 40 lawns a day per crew, uh, running around doing multiple mulch jobs. Multiple, you know how it is, doing multiple things. Yeah. Like I saw today or yesterday, you were doing you know, gutters and then you yeah. were doing the straw. Like you're used to doing multiple things in a day. So it wasn't hard for me to do it. A lot of people would say, oh man, I like these big jobs because I'm there for a month. But then I was like, man, when those jobs go bad, you just lost a month. And I don't know about you, but us, we only have nine months. So to lose one month because of that one bad job, there's your whole season, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of unproductive time if you you lose a whole month. Yeah, exactly. And like you still make a profit, but like, oh man, I made 10,000 profit for that month on that job where you were supposed to make, I'm making up numbers 30. Yeah. Like yeah. You lost a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those, uh, it's one of those things that I just figured I figured out what was the best. And then now we do so much data that we actually look and we make more profit on the smaller jobs than the larger jobs. How, how long do those smaller jobs, how long are they typically taking you? So we used to do a 15 by 20, 300 square feet in a day. Now we do 400 square feet in a day, pull up, excavation, base, lay the pavers, poly sand, clean, topsoil the edges, and leave and collect money in one day. So uh, 20 by 20, 400 square feet. Uh, And then we'll do some jobs that are now 1,500 or 1,900. We could do in three or four days at the most. Yeah. So, so, so I think the argument for some people would be, well, that's a good model to take. You can, you can do more of them, but you also have to keep up with the, you have to have a demand. Is there a demand for, for those little middle-class patios? And so what have you seen in that aspect of things? Have you been able to keep yourself busy, keep your guys busy? Uh, you you obviously have, you scaled a company now, uh, but, but what did that look like, especially in the beginning stages of like, that's like, you're sacrificing a lot of a lot of money on big projects for a lot of hopefully doing a lot of smaller uh, projects, yeah. just more volume. So it uh, in the beginning, it took off. It took off instantly because 
one thing that everyone's doing is they're all trying to compete after the big jobs. So I am a big car guy. I use the analogy of the big jobs are Lamborghinis and Ferraris, Mm -hmm. and my jobs are Toyotas and Hondas. There's a lot more Toyotas and Hondas on the road than Lamborghinis and Ferraris. Mm -hmm. So my market, my uh, target was actually bigger than the larger jobs. And everyone was focusing on the large jobs. So then now when I came out and created this whole brand, I wasn't competing against those guys. Now I was competing against like that guy that had no name. So now I come up clean cut, nice trucks, marketed well, uh, transparency with affordablepatio.com. You build in price right on my website. Yeah. So now I was separating myself from all those other people that I was competing against. When you go to larger jobs, everyone does designs. Everyone does the same thing. But my end, I was like, there was no kind of competition. Yeah. So in the beginning, it it did well. Uh, But now it's like, I think I told you, we did 636 estimates in seven or eight uh, months. Yeah, that's insane. It's Yeah, it's insane. But my average estimate is like, I think, eight minutes. So yesterday, I did an estimate in five minutes. Wow. So, uh, someone's saying super bad echo. Yeah, I think it's coming. It must be coming through the, from the live. I don't know if it's near your. Um, hmm, I don't know what that is. That's interesting. All right, so we switched over to the Zoom call here. If you were in the Instagram live, I apologize. There was a bad echo. I, I kept saw people. I was like, our our conversation isn't that boring. Like people were just leaving left and right. I was like, what? It can't be that bad. Turns out there was an echo. Technical difficulties. We said we were going to start tech business in the beginning of the show, but I don't think we're going to. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's not my expertise. But anyway. Yeah, we're out of business. That's right. Closing yeah, on the- <laughs> yeah, closing on the first day. But uh, this audio sounds good. So anyway, awesome. we're going to keep rocking and rolling. This is real life stuff. Just just having a good time, building relationships, growing along the way. That's, that's what it's all about. So you said that it takes you five, eight minutes for estimates. You said, what, yep. is that, what does that look like? Have you built a software, the, the online uh, store, the affordablepatio.net? Is that something that you've built in the you've built the estimating software in there? How does that whole yeah? Does so whole thing it's work? very very it's very basic for now. What you know, I think you you know you know that we're building that software that's going to be a lot more intricate. But right now, all it is is just basically you pick which options do you want to do fifteen by 20, 20 by twenty, twenty by thirty, forty five by twenty, just different options. No one actually does that exact one. So you know, some people do. Yeah, but. They might do 22 by 20 just because of the placement of the house. They're not going to shorten the patio that two extra feet. So, but what that's doing, and this is what's really valuable is I'm building trust with people. I don't mind what house they have, what cars they have, anything about them. They know when I come, if they want to do that 20 by 20 price uh, option, that will be the price. Yeah. So the reason that we're doing is something that we worked on was building trust so when I come there, they already know the price of something like that. They know how much a fire pit might be. We show them how we do the base, how we do the sand, how we lay the pavers. So we actually are building this trust. So when I go there, there's really not much besides, hey, I want to go from you know this fence to that fence. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, they're like, okay. And then I do that. And then we send over the estimate the next morning. But they kind of know what the price is before I come. And then what I do is we give them a whole brochure on who we are, uh, what the base is, the sand, the poly, how we install their warranties, sprinklers, credit card payments, anything that they ever asked. Mm. So what we did was document what the most common 
30 questions were and just answered them all. Yeah. So the estimates are so quick because after I go, after I give them everything, I'm like, oh, anything else? And they're like, no, you answered everything. Yeah. So I'm able just to speed up the process. Don't get me wrong. There are estimates that are 30 minutes or 20 minutes, but I would say 80% of them I can do under 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So- I'm doing almost 10 estimates a day. So, but you still do have to. So, when you say do estimate, you're still having to go to the property to give them the final yes. estimate, right? Okay. Yes. That's what I was. Yeah. I was like, how do you do that without even looking at it? But that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. So I have to go to make sure the grade's not off. Yeah. I need a step. Yeah. And uh, but that's okay because I built the trust on yeah. the whole journey of it. Yeah. You you kind of qualify the customer before you even go out there. Exactly. Yeah. But don't get me wrong. A lot of people, even though they want the twenty by twenty and had us come, even though they're getting a twenty by twenty. They still don't do it. Really? So, and one it, thing I noticed was that they just might not have the money at the time. Mm-hmm. And the next year, so like last year, last spring, I think seven or eight jobs were from the year prior that they saved up money. Yeah. They, yeah, they made, they made an investment into their home. That's really what it, they're. Exactly. Because again, my clientele is 10 grand, five grand, like they saved for that. Yeah. With the bigger jobs, people take home equity or they have the money. Yeah. So I understand my target market and I know, hey, our close rate is 27%, but that's not that accurate because half of them might not have the job done because they just can't afford it mm-hmm. or they wait to the next year. Mm-hmm. So, it so might, we did like a hundred and exactly. Like we did over 160 something jobs this year, but seven of them or eight of them were for the year mm. prior. Yeah. So technically they weren't on the close rate of that year. Yeah. You know, it kind of gets yeah. like, well, yeah. which one do they go with? How many guys you have working, you said? So we have around 20, 20 uh, in the fields, 18. Okay. 18 guys that are installing uh, patios. Altogether, we have around 25 employees. If you're including our digital designers, our video editors, all the other people that we have that are just creating content, also doing our websites, tweaking things. Uh, we have probably about 32, 33. Okay. Wow. So you got a, yeah, you got quite a few people on staff. So what is, uh, so affordable patio is your definitely like your, that's your baby, right? That's the, that's it. That's the big one. What is that? If you don't mind sharing, what is your, what is total revenue in that? Uh, just in that 3.2 million. Okay. Yeah. So three, two, 20 guys in the field, you said 20 producing yeah. labor. So that's, that's not too bad. Uh, you said you did 160 jobs. Is that something? Yeah. Like a little that? over. Yeah. And that's three man crews? No, so we do five. Five man crews. Okay. So what's that? Three crews a day? Three? It's roughly. basically like three. Yeah, three to four. Because sometimes we pull a guy off and yeah. these two guys go there. We also have delivery guys yeah. because of how fast and efficient we are. Yeah. We have guys that come and drop a machine, get loaded up with dirt, go dump the dirt, and then come back with sand. Yeah. And they pick up the machine at night. And then <laughs> you do it all then, in yeah, one day. Then at the, exactly. Yeah. Then they'll shoot over and grab another machine. And then we have two guys that are also driving. Yeah, you know, driving driving around. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That is uh, that's a that's a really cool model. It's a model that I haven't really heard of before. Uh, it's cool that it's working in your market. Do you see it being sustainable in the future? I think it. Oh yeah. I mean, what what is the future of the business? What are you trying to change or grow? Or so I have a bunch of people across like the nation that you know I help and coach and mentor, and uh, a couple of guys that come to mind are people that were struggling the prior years, mm. not struggling, just working yeah eighty hours yeah. a week, and they're just like. I would make more if I worked at McDonald's. Yep. Uh, and that's where I was at one time. They changed their whole model to still doing the bigger jobs, but 
trying to now focus on smaller jobs. And this was the best year they ever had. And they've been in business for 12 years. Really? Because what's nice about it is if you get a bigger job, you might have the day or two where you're waiting on electrician or you're waiting on people. You could sneak those small jobs in. So for them, they were able to do uh, a couple more jobs and it helps with cash flow. And that's one thing that I really pushed. Profit's important, but I personally believe that cash flow is everything. Yeah. Because yeah, great. You can make 10 grand, but if you have to wait a month for it, that whole month, you don't have that 10 grand where at least us, we always have cash flow because of the amount of jobs that we're doing. Yeah. Any given week, we have a thousand, hundred thousand dollars going through our mm-hmm. hands that week. Yeah. And you're able to pull a little bit off and pay this, pull a little bit off and pay that, invest. We have 11 trucks, six skid steers, trailers. And uh crazy part with me is I have zero debt because of all the hardships that I went on. I had a f- less than a 500 credit score. So I wasn't able to actually finance or do anything. I actually had to use my own money for it. Yeah. So that's why I love like cash flow is because it's if you can't finance a truck, you need the money to actually buy the truck. Yep. Yeah, hundred percent. It, it's you start you start off the right way in the beginning. It's like you don't get tangled up in debt, and uh, it's it's cool to see that that's the businesses you built, the model you've built. Um, do you do you did you have problems in the beginning though of of keeping guys busy? What? How many guys did you start with? My thing is like. So the thing that I'm looking to speak more on and hear more about in 2023, and we're kind of just transitioning there with this show, is um, what does it look like as far as scaling companies? Like scaling company is not easy. It's not easy. It's not for the faint of heart. But at the the same time, it's it's possible. Like people do it all the time. And and you think you created a – or you know you created a model that was – more scalable, um, yeah. smaller projects. Not people don't have to be quote unquote near as qualified, I guess, to do these projects. Exactly. So, so what does that look like for you? What did the scaling process look like? Of hey, let's start with me and a guy, and then let's turn it into thirty employees. So, how it worked was in the beginning with landscaping, it was me and a partner because uh, I think I was either eighteen or nineteen when we started. So, me and you know my best friend at the time, yeah, like yeah. hey, we're starting a business, which a lot of people do. One thing I was always really good at was even when we had our first employee, I would say, okay, I'm going to end at three. Let's let them cut the, the last two houses by themselves. Yeah. So I instantly, even right in the beginning, I was like, hey, let's let them strive. Let's see what they could do without us. So one thing that I recommend like with scaling is being able to let them go and try. Sometimes the owners are the bottlenecks of the company. And the reason they call it a bottleneck, because at the top of the bottle, it narrows. So the owners are always at the top. So the bottleneck is always at the top. So sometimes we're actually holding people back. And one thing I always say is you could lose it now or lose it later. Let the guy fail now, because if you don't let him fail, he's just going to fail later. Yeah. So kind of like let them try it like let them go out, let them try things, try to see what their ideas are. Cause guess what? It might be better than yours Yeah. without them trying that it's not going to be. And then the other problem is, is if you're too involved, you're not able to stop because they haven't thought because you do all the thinking and you just tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. So you need to take yourself out because otherwise they're just gonna be like, Hey, what do I do next Jeremiah? Because they never had to think of what to do next. Mm-hmm. You just said, trim this bush now. Okay, now tr- now let's cut this. Okay, now let's do the mulch. You want them to start to make the decision so they do not need you. Yeah. 
Everything so I, everything you just said speaks to me totally because that's that's what we're going through right now in my business. It's like I'm trying to work my way out of the field more and and these the literally everything you just said is so true because it's like you that's it's not talked about enough of the the owner is the issue 90% of the time. It's it's not your employees. Like it's it's really not. It's the guy that's above it all. It's you have to let him go fail. You have and it's not even you have to let him fail. He might not fail. You have to let him try to do it on his own and come up with mm-hmm. his own things. My biggest thing that I've seen, and, and tell me if it was the same for you, is like your employees are going to do it differently than you would do it. Yep. And, and that's something that you have to accept and and accept them as who they are. And like you obviously you have your SOPs, you put things in place, but at the same time, like they're just going to do it different. They might they might spread pine straw different than I spread it. But guess what? If they're getting it done and they're getting it done in, a, in an efficient amount of time, then then why would I not? Like don't try to micromanage either. Exactly. And everyone, I, I still micromanage and yeah. like, it's super hard to like disconnect. It is your baby. Yeah. So, but I tell you and, what, if you, if you took a poll of your guys, they would probably say, I don't want you here on the job. You slow us down. Like they, 100%. they want percent. They want, they don't want you there. They want to be able to run it themselves. And that's how you scale a company. Yes. So one thing, uh, I've, I really work on too now is I mentioned to the guys, Hey, I'm thinking you guys should do this. Yeah. Do what you want, but this is my idea even if they just take a piece of it, yeah. because honestly, now the guys do things way different than me and we track every job. So we know if it's on time, overtime, faster or slower, they're on time or doing jobs faster than me, than I actually estimated, which is awesome. More profit, more revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm not going to tell them, hey, I would do it like this. Hey, I would do it like that. And one thing that's important about that is when they need help, they'll ask you. Mm. So, and that's what we've noticed. And another thing we do is we have a problem board, which I don't know if I ever mentioned to you. Mm-mm. The problem board is a dry erase board. And any problem that we face, we write it down because it's usually the same 10 or 20 problems just rephrased in a couple different ways. Yeah. So you have a hundred problems, but they're really probably only like 10, 15, 20 problems. So for example, it, we write down on the problem board a guy saying yes, but not actually knowing what they're doing. Yeah. So oh, now, that's such a thing. Okay, no problem. Yes. Okay, got it. And then you come and you're like, what? You didn't do anything. Yeah. So one thing now what we do is we say it and then they have to repeat it back to us and, and describe it. So I'm using a lot of landscaping just because it's more of uh, your niche. Uh, okay, I want to trim these five bushes up to here. And I want to trim this one up 10 feet. Okay. Tell me what to do. And then they'll say, trim these five bushes up to here, trim this one up to here. Yeah. So there's no confusion on that aspect of it. Another thing we implemented was we have job site cameras. So I'm able to go on my cameras right now and watch what the guys are up to. And I get a lot of pushback from people about like, oh, my guys aren't going to like that. I don't want that. Well, guys, thanks for tuning into the show today, and I'm so excited to be bringing to you a new live event in our industry. It's called Synced Live. It's the second annual event, and it's going to be on February the 6th and the 7th of 2023 at the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia. Some of the leaders that are going to be speaking at this event from our industry are Jim McCutcheon, Deborah Cole, Mike Haynes, Jay Worth, Joe Langton, and many more. There's literally probably 10 more on this list that I'm not even reading, so there's going to be a ton of value packed from speakers there. There's also going to be education topics going on in and around the booths at the event. They're going to be talking about recruiting and retaining employees. 
innovation, automation, and the ROI of automation. There's going to be tons of stuff on that. There's also going to be 70 plus vendors. Now, you don't want to go to the trade show and not see vendors. So, like we said, 70 plus vendors. There's going to be vendors pertaining to porcelain paving, natural stone paving, walling systems, smart measurement, robotic mowers, tech, software, everything in between. It's going to be full of full of value and full of great vendors and exhibits that we get to go look at and try things out for our business and see how we can make our businesses better in the future. So, like I said, it's our second annual event, Synced Live, February 6th and 7th in Atlanta, Georgia. The 6th is a half a day of the show. The full day is on the 7th on Tuesday. I can't wait to be a part of this. I can't wait to show up and be there and network, hang out with all of you guys. This is my first year going. If you've never gone, if you didn't go last year, make it out this year, Atlanta, Georgia. It's well worth your ticket price just for the education alone, not even to mention all the vendors and things you're going to get to see and the networking you're going to get to do. So come out and see us in Atlanta on February the 6th and the 7th at Sync Live, Cobb Galleria. We can't wait to see you there. Now let's get back to the show. But my guys set them up. They love it because I don't call them anymore. I used to call them yeah. and say, hey, what are you up to? Hey, what is this looking like? Now I just go on the camera and see what they're up to. I don't need to watch them to see if they're working. I know if, for example, if they only get 250 square feet in the, done in a day and there was no problem, meaning they would have told us like, hey, the ground's wet or hey, the ground's for like, yeah, yeah, I I don't need a camera to see that you're not working. I know yep. from I know from our thousand jobs that we did, you know, over the last years that you weren't working. Yeah. So that changed the whole thing because I used to actually drive. I don't know how it is by you. I used to drive 20 minutes and then get there. And all they were doing was leveling the sand. Oh, oh sorry. Well, I don't need to be there when they level the sand. Yeah, yeah. Guess what I had to do then? Drive 20 minutes back to another place. I was losing, no joke, three or four hours a day by just driving around. Yeah. By not being productive. Like, I I like being there, which I don't need to, but I'd rather be there when they set the heights mm-hmm. and figure out, like, the square lines. Yeah. Not digging, not installing the base, not laying the sand. Like, I don't need to be there for that. Yeah. So, utilizing our time, we only work eight, 10 hours a day. So we got to be as efficient as possible. Yeah. So doing things like that was the, the main thing on scaling is like, all right, giving these guys the roadmap to succeed. And then another thing is we train. So if it's raining, the guys come in uh, and they'll do, all right, we're going to build steps. Okay. Uh, next week, the guys are coming in who doesn't know how to drive Bobcats and they're going to go in the parking lot and move pallets and drive around and just learn how to use the Bobcats. Mm. One thing we do is we don't give uh, you don't get a raise by just asking you. We have a whole chart and it tells you, hey, you learn how to use the Bobcat. You make two dollars more a day. Hey, you know how to install a stoop. You make uh, sorry, two dollars more an hour. Yeah. You know how to use uh, the saw and make cuts. You get a dollar more an hour. Not saying they're going to be operating the Bobcat, but God forbid that guy quits. God forbid that guy moves to a different crew. God forbid anything. I know. All right. Jeremiah knows how to use the Bobcat. Yeah. Now it's your time to step up. Yeah. And, and that helps because with the guys and the, how quick we're scaling, everyone just puts their hand out and wants more money before we solve this problem. Yeah. Okay. Kyle, you want to make more money. Are you any better than last month? If they're not better, why do they deserve more? How do me and you make more money? We get better. Yeah. We get more efficient. We take bigger risks, right? We buy more equipment. We do everything we need to make more money. I like doing that for the guys as well. Uh, let's go back to the camera thing. 
This yeah. is that's something that's pretty cool to me. It's intriguing. Uh, yep. how, what kind of system do you use? Like, what do you do? All it is is Arlo through Verizon. So okay. I have a Verizon cell phone. It's twenty dollars a month, and you get a phone. Uh, you get the camera, and it runs off the cell. It's off like a cell device. Really. So all you do is the guys set it up wherever they think. Anytime I go there, I usually adjust it just because they don't know like the angle that yeah. I'm actually looking through the phone. And uh, it goes through Verizon. It's $20 a month and they put it wherever. Mine, I it can record. I don't have it record just because I don't really need it to be yeah. recording. And we set it up. So if you were doing like a large planting job, if you wanted to, for the $20 a month. So whatever that works out to be what, yeah. 60 cents a day, you could literally just put it there. So when you go do an estimate, at least you could check up and see what they're up to without bothering them. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I was younger, I ran an ice cream place and the owner would keep like every three hours was calling me. I'm like, nothing changed from last two, three hours. Yeah. It's just because we're insecure as the owner. So that kind of solved that problem. Yeah. Well, and it also, I think, so has it ever been used this way? And if it hasn't, do you think it could in the future of, Hey, if the guys have a question, they could just like talk to you through the camera. Like they don't have to yes. like, they don't just like pick up the phone and call you if they're down on their knee. They could, I mean. 100%. Uh, yeah. Cause you could communicate through it. Yeah. Okay. So you can we talk have, through it. Yeah. We have uh, Evo is like our HR for the Spanish speaking yeah. employees. So they just WhatsApp him and fate and uh, video talk and say, Hey, how do I, what's this? What's this? And they communicate and he'll communicate to one of us and say, Hey, how do they do this? Yeah. But yeah, you can use that. You could talk right through it. You could say, Hey, Kyle, come over on this side or go over there. Uh, only reason I wouldn't want to do that is you don't want them to feel like they're being watched all the time. You're being watched yeah. and over their shoulder, but it could work. Yeah. But if they, but my thing is like, if they needed you to look at something, they could call you and be like, Hey, look at this. And you could yes. just pull it up and, and there it is. So that's exactly. And yeah. we also use Slack, which is like a free messaging. Mm -hmm. So we don't use text messaging. Yeah. Because then it just gets like confusing. Yeah. Like, yep. Hey, what do you want for lunch? Not important. Yeah. So what we use with Slack and then at lunchtime and at the end of the day, they have to send videos of what they're up to Yeah. and anything they might need. So through Slack, you could also FaceTime and communicate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. That's a, uh, it's an interesting concept. Never, never heard of it that way, but I think that could be used uh, definitely for design build projects. And if, oh, yeah. if nothing else for 20 bucks a month, you just get it and record the, record the video and then you can use like, use it for video in the future, like content. Exactly. So Evo, cause Evo does. So Evo is like HR and marketing. So he'll go on their cameras and then just press screen record and then what he does is just cut some of those up and makes little, uh, little, you know, little videos from yeah, that yeah. of like, uh, where's the time elapse? Like he just speeds it up. Yeah. So that's, what's really cool about it. And the Slack's very important too, is because you could always look back. So what do they got up to by 12 o'clock? What are they up to? We've had times that the, uh, we cut the sprinklers and then we didn't remember what sprinkler went to what, mm. But on the Slack video, before they cut it, we just saw this one went to that. You know, th sorry, this one went. <laughs> this one went to that one. Yeah. So that that's what's really communication. It's just like customers. Communication has to be high. Documentation has to be high. So you could always solve those problems. So like I would say that's the biggest thing with scaling: being able to talk to your customers and having them know what's going on. Yeah. And more importantly, know have your guys know what's going on. Yeah. The biggest key to scaling is. Not to worry about your customers, which no one ever says this. Yeah. Worrying about your employees. If yep. you create raging employees, uh, 
they'll they'll create you know customers that are super happy. Yeah. If your if your employees suck, then guess what? The customers will be like, this company sucks. Yeah, and, and I can and I can attest to that because we're in the process of onboarding with Synced Up, a software that we're going to be using in 2023, and their their onboarding process has been amazing because of the employees that they have in the company that are mm-hmm. that are helping me through the onboarding process of getting everything set up. The two call the two guys that I had calls with, they're raging and they're raging employees of Synced yeah. Up, and they made me they're making me an, a raging user. Like it's exactly, it's awesome. It, it, and it's, if it's just so different, how, if they didn't have the attitude, the good attitude about it, then it wouldn't make me near as intrigued about it. So. Exactly. Yeah. If they were like, Oh yeah, enter this here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is this you would not want. Now you're expressing to me how awesome it is. Yeah. So now I'm like, Oh man, man, maybe I should check it out. Yeah. 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 All because of those little things. It's like, do you guys have uh, Chick-fil-A by you? Oh, yeah. So, like, you go to Chick-fil-A. It's chicken. I, I don't know what – these people are so happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why everyone goes there. That's if why they they're succeed. They're in the rain. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. If they're in the rain and they're still so happy, I'll, again, we're talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah. So trying to model those people, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. People Mm-mm. are doing this in every industry. Our problem is we're just so outdated. Yes, yeah. The landscape hardscaping, like, like people yeah. are like, oh, I'm getting a CRM. It's like, wow, that's crazy. Every other industry had has CRMs had that for like 20 years. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally, exactly. What's but, crazy is like how many people are running million, multi-million dollar companies without one. That's what's insane. It's crazy, so. and it and it's nuts because uh, we're just that behind the time. Yeah, and just no one's educating them. No one's like, hey, you should do this. It's like thirty dollars a month. Yeah. It's like, oh, whoa, that's a that's a that's a no brainer. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. So as we as we wrap this thing up here towards the end of the show, we're sitting at thirty minutes. I don't want to hold you too long. Um, what is some business advice? Let's let's talk business. Not you don't have to be necessarily affordable patio because yeah. like you just you're a businessman. You're an entrepreneur as it is. You scaled this company. You do the Christmas lights as well, which is this whole other entity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like like it's its own thing. Yes. Um. As you've scaled over the past year, past couple of years, um, what is what are some things that you've learned? Just business advice, or, or just things that you could give back to somebody who's in the beginning, in those three to five years, five to ten, maybe. What what year are you in business? How long have you been doing it? Um, so I've been in business for twelve years. Okay, but three or four of those years, I was in business, but I didn't know who I was. I was twenty three. Yeah. I was just so I didn't again. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, and I. And I put myself into like $150,000 in debt and like not debt, like bought a truck paying off, like debt, like credit cards, credit card, family, like everything. Like I couldn't pay my bills at the Mason supplies. Like Mm. I was in like real debt. Some people are like, oh yeah, I'm half a million in debt because they're including like a building. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. Mm. I'm talking about like legit, legit debt. So uh, (laughs) very bad bad debt. debt. Yeah. Very, very bad debt. So what, my things that I would say would be one is you're in an infinite game. You're not like this year isn't your last year. Yeah. So don't dwell. And again, it's easier said than done. I'd still do it. Like, don't worry about that one job that went bad or that one job that went good or that customer or that employee that's unhappy because you're going to face that throughout the year. And to understand that, Hey, in a year or two, I'm not even going to remember that. So quick story, we had a tr- uh, four concrete trucks, one truck, the concrete was a different color. 
We had to rip out all that concrete and redo it. It cost us $30,000 out of my pocket. So we're at negative 30,000 on this job. At the time I was stressed. I was like, this is crazy. This was whatever, three years ago. Like I learned from it. I don't really remember it. And yeah. guess what? I have another 20 or 30 years ahead of me. Yeah. So why does that one job matter? Yeah. So know that you're in the infinite game. Uh, obviously patience. Everyone wants to get, as much money as rich as possible, as fast as possible, including me. Yeah, uh, we do extremely, extremely well, but it's never enough. So I'm yeah. always like, man, I, man, I wish I could make this, or I wish I could make that. Uh, the other thing that I always recommend is always thinking out of the box. Whatever you could do, everyone cuts lawns. How can you cut lawns different? How can you trim different? How can you estimate different? How can you stand out? The biggest thing is a problem board. What, what do you want? Like if I came to your house for an estimate, like, what do you actually want? Do you want them to look good? Like, you know, dressed in uniform. Do you want them to be dirty? Do you care if they pull up in a truck or a car? Like, what would you want? And then what's good is, is then you know how to target those people. Mm. So one thing we do is when you call for an estimate, we send over a video introducing me, Christina, uh, Gio, the team. So when I show up at your front door, you already know who I am. Yeah. You know, who's coming to your front door. It's not like this random guy. Like who is this at my door? Is this the estimate? Yeah. So little things, again, creating affordablepatio.com. thinking outside the box. Same thing with Christmas lights. When I started, no one was really doing Christmas lights, but there's that huge void. And now like this year we profited like almost $165,000 in one month. Yeah. Which yeah. we use for the winter, mm-hmm. but I used to not have that. So again, just thinking out of the box, because the problem is everyone's doing the same thing. It's like yeah. the story of McDonald's. Everyone was selling burgers, ribs, hot dogs, all these things. McDonald's shrunk it down and just did what? Hamburgers, fries, and yeah. soft drinks. Uh, and only real estate. And then, exactly. <laughs> so what they did was like, hey, everyone's doing this. Let's try something a little bit different. Yeah. So I would say that's the, you know, that's the biggest things. And obviously systems and processes. Uh, I don't say that that much because everyone says it. But I don't think you can scale without it, though. Without it. And the one thing that I faced was what my mentor would say, uh, systems and processes. He wasn't in our industry. I had no idea what he meant. Mm. So now systems and processes, when you answer the phone, how does it go? Where does their estimate go? How does this go? When the guys show up to the job, do they contact you the day before? Do you take it to like every system and process? So I could go away for a week and I don't get one phone call. And everything runs without me. Yeah. So that's systems and processes is documenting. Okay. If you answer the phones, but you want to hire someone and I did this myself. So backstory, I just gave them the phone. Yeah. They had no idea what to do. So if you're answering the phone, Jeremiah, how do you answer it? Where do they go? What is the most common questions? Answer those questions. So the person in your office can answer them. Mm. Oh, well, I have a third of an acre. What's that cost, you know, for a lawn? Write that question down. So when you hire that person, they already know that answer because you know the most common questions because what they're going to do is, I have to get back to you. Hang up the phone, call you, you tell them 40 bucks. Then when you tell them 40 bucks, they have to call back the customer. You're just adding so many steps. Yeah, yeah. So just something in that. And the other thing is always looking to replace someone. So I, you want to get out of the field. Okay. If you want to get out of the field, what do you do? What is your day-to-day for a field? Document that. So when you hire someone, 
hey, I want you to, you know, check the oils, go fuel up the trucks, and then you're going to go to the first house and here's like your your to-do list. Yeah. Get yourself out of it so they're not relying on you. Mm. So when I hire new people, like they don't, if something's wrong on their pay, because like so we, we, we have bonuses. So if they finish the job on time, they get a bonus. They finish the job early, they get bonuses. They might say, hey, I'm short, you know, $20, but they don't text me because I don't do that. Yeah. They text Christina because she'll be like, oh, no, that extra $20 is on next week because that job isn't finished till then. Yeah. But eliminating yourself from the scenarios. I love it, man. This sounds like uh, sounds like you got a lot of fun stuff going on there. I definitely want to do this again in the future, but this has been value-packed for sure. Scaling a company is something that I think interests a lot of people. A lot of people don't know how to do it, and so I'm at trying to educate myself on how to do it. I love talking to guys who have and uh, just trying to give back to everyone else out there, and I know that's what you're doing as well. Yeah, and then that's the biggest thing is I was fortunate to find my mentor yeah. that from my failures to success in like, um, honestly, maybe a year, year and a half from, I don't think I was ever going to do it again to now where we are, we are is not everyone has that person. And some people are very, they don't want to open. I was vulnerable. I knocked on the door, collect 300 bucks from him, from my, for his lawn maintenance and broke down, started crying about how I, I needed that 300 just to pay someone because I had no money. If I wasn't vulnerable, I would have never met him. I would have, he never would have opened up. He never would have helped me. Yeah. So I try to just put this info out because some guys, you know, they have like pride and they don't want to ask for help. Yeah. But the quicker you get help, the quicker you could scale. And then the best part is then you can help other people. Yeah. That's why people have personal trainers. Like people say like Tiger Woods, when he was the best, had a trainer and would change his swing because he just wanted to get better. Yeah. And that's why like meeting you, like I love, like you're doing like, you know, the last things were like Christmas lights and I'll be like, oh, that's great. What did you do? And like helping each other, like, oh, that's a great idea. And like, you know, the pitch hopper, I'm like, yeah, obviously we know about it, but you were showing and I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, that's great. A lot of people will probably be like, that's a great thing. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people didn't know what that was actually. I was kind of shocked. There's a lot of people that didn't know what that was. And what are they, what are they? 150 by you? Yeah. 150, 200 bucks. Yeah. It's like. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like life or death, like 150 bucks. I'll take it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So that's what it's all about. Trying to help each other, push each other. And I joined like a, a very prestigious business group. I'm like the least successful in the group and I'm growing because they're like, Oh yeah, we're going to look at, you know, this real estate or, Hey, we're going to go look at jets. And I'm like, I want that. Yeah. So when you surround yourself with those people, you're kind of just forced to migrate to who they are. Yep. If you're the most successful in your group and that's your only group, you're never like you how big get a new can group. you get? Exactly. Yep. And still stay with them to help bring them up. Yep. But now spend some time with other people. Like that's what I do with you is like, you know, I love, I'm like, this is great. Like this morning with the straw, like, I don't know what you, I don't even know why you yeah. guys do that. Yeah. 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 No. And it's, I'm like, uh, oh, that's cool. I'll message them and see like, why are you using straw? We yeah. don't use straw here. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally different. It's cool to see and learn from everybody else. Uh, and it's, uh, it's an honor to get to do this and just network and, and try to grow the community one or less ship at a time. Everything that we try to do is for that reason. Uh, where can everybody find you if they want to reach out to you or ask a question or something? Yeah. So you could go on my Instagram. It's road to 100 M's, which means we're trying to build a hundred million dollar company. And we want you guys to be a part of it. See their journey, be involved, be able to answer, ask questions. But also I ask questions. Yeah. I put up polls on, Hey, how much do you guys install in a day? Just so I know, uh, you could go on affordablepatio.com, you know, check out the website. You could email us anything like that. 
our other companies, Precision or underscore uh, Affordable Patio, Christmas Mentor, anything we love to help. You can DM me. I have, you know, we're always posting contents of like, we cut clips like this out because that job site cameras literally change someone's business. Zip level changes someone's business. For sure. Christmas lights. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, man. Like, I know you just started. It's like, man, you're like, man, I wish I started two years ago. Yeah. 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 We'd be a lot farther than where we are now. Yep. And that's like the, like Christmas lights changed our business because I learned it from someone. Yeah. And now we're doing over 300,000 in 28 days in revenue. And the best part is I'm not worried about, you know, we take the next two, three months off, meaning installing, we're still Mm -hmm. in the office working, uh, perfecting everything. Those are unbailable hours though. But what's good is, is the revenue from the Christmas lights we collected in January, it pays for all of us. Even when we're not working, our, our weekly, um, uh, pay, like the weekly salary is over 8,000 a week when we're not working. Yeah. Yeah. It's a when lot during of the season, it's like, yeah, when it's season, it's in the mid thirties. Yeah. But if it wasn't for the Christmas lights, how would I have, like, I know you can't really see, but there's four people in the office. Yeah. 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 You know, working it's all because of those things. Like a lot. And last thing I just want to leave you with too, is like the spring is super busy. What people try to do is add another part of their identity into their company for the busy months. So yeah. you're a landscaper. You're like, Oh, I'm going to do power washing. That's not personally, I believe, not the right thing to do because you're busy in those months. You don't need to be busier. You need to perfect what you're doing. Why I like the Christmas lights is I'm not busy in yeah. November. It's already, yeah, you're already downtime. It was already the downtime because a lot of guys are like, oh, I'm going to try to do fencing. It's like, you're bus- that's your busy season. Like make as much money with the things you're doing and add something that on your slower season. And that's what changed our whole business. Yeah. Hundred percent, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on and spending some time with us today. I got to run, got to get out the door here in the next few minutes. Uh, but I really appreciate you coming on and spending some time. Thank with you, us. Jeremiah. You're you're an awesome person, and I appreciate everything you're doing. Absolutely, man. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I uh, hope it's, hope you enjoyed the episode today. If you did, reach out to James, ask a question. You can always reach out to us. We'll help you however we can. But without any further ado, that's going to wrap this one up, and we look forward to catching up with everybody here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Podcast. It is an honor to have you listening, and we hope you receive valuable advice to help take your business to the next level. Don't forget to follow the podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops.